Hi, this is Hear This, and I'm your host, Gino Burgess. We have interesting conversations with interesting people. Thanks for joining in on the conversation today. Ask any resident of the city, what does Metro Human Relations do in the city? I know I would be hard-pressed to answer that question. That is why we went out and got the executive director, Nikki Quintana, to come by and tell us exactly what it is the mission of Metro Human Relations is here in Northeast Indiana. The reason I wanted to talk with you, um, I know you guys' mission is important here in the city of Fort Wayne, but not a lot of people understand exactly what it is that you guys do. But before we get there, I want to ask you this. Where, where I see that you, you, uh, you became uh, exec- executive uh, director a couple, of, a couple of years ago, and you've been there since 2012. So were you like groomed for the position, do you think, or, or were you, was that part of your plan? I wouldn't say that I was groomed for the position, so to speak, but I will say, you know, doing... Uh, so my first position was an investigator. I did that for a little over a year. Then I became the staff attorney, and I did that for about four years. So I will say having that experience has really helped me in my position now because I'm able to kind of understand what my investigators do and kind of the legal side of it. Absolutely. I understand that. Now, for folks that are unfamiliar with you guys, because I think people have the impression that um, if they have an issue, they come to you guys on Wednesday and by Friday, everything's settled and they can go on about their their day, about their lives. That's not how it works. So actually, could you kind of go through that process? When someone comes to you guys, they call up an issue happened in their lives. And if you guys can deal with it, what happens from that point? So if they come, they can call, first off, when they come to us, they can either walk in, they can call us, or they can go to our website at www.fortwaynemetro.org, and, and they can do an online inquiry. Once they do that, an investigator will then contact them back, um, and the investigator will ask them kind of questions of, you know, what's happening, and then we'll determine if we have jurisdiction. Like you said, basically jurisdiction is determining whether we can take that charge or not. Once we are able to take the charge, then from there, um, it's up to them whether they want to file or not. So as a law enforcement agency, uh, we're neutral fact finders, meaning we don't represent the person coming to file. We don't represent the company they're filing against. So it's we can't give them legal advice or tell them what to do. It would be up to them um, if they wanted to file. Uh, if, that, if at that point they decided they wanted to file, um, then we would take the information, we would uh, create a charge based on what they've told us, and then they would sign that and it would get mailed out to the company. The company would then have so many days to respond. And then from there, we would build what we call an investigative plan and investigate that particular charge. But there's a lot of that goes into that process. So we would go on site generally. Uh, obviously, with COVID-19 happening, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, so we're not always able to go out physically. Um, but normally, we'd be going out physically, talking to witnesses, looking at documentation and other evidence, and then coming back and presenting that information to our, our commissioners. So we have seven commissioners, four appointed by the mayor, three appointed by city council, and they're the ones who make decisions on our cases. So we present these cases to them, and then based on um, their finding, from there uh, we would either it would get closed as a no probable cause or we could pursue it as a probable cause, possibly go to public hearing. Um, 
and even possibly try to settle the charge. But like you said, it's not something that can you know be resolved in just a few days. That whole process from beginning to end takes about, on average, it takes about 180 days to close a case, okay. which is really which is really good, generally speaking, um, because other agencies, uh, like you know federal agencies that you know have a lot a larger uh, jurisdiction um, and a lot more complaints coming in, it can take them a year or more. Um, But even though our average is about 180, uh, sometimes our cases can go longer than that as well, depending on the difficulty of the case and what, it just depends, I guess, case by case basis. Absolutely. You you know, you mentioned COVID-19. So how have you guys had to like alter or change or, or, or adapt your, your processes because of it or had you, or have you? Um, yeah, we've had to uh, definitely change some of our processes. So for a little while there, uh, you may know this, the city was closed to the public. So they, you know, someone would normally want to walk into our offices at that time. They couldn't. But now they are able to do that again. However, we are taking precautions. Um, and so we obviously have the face mask mandate that we follow. We offer antibacterial. And then we make sure um, that we are keeping that, you know, doing social distancing. Um, but we also offer a way for them to file by just talking to us over the phone and then coming in and signing their paperwork. So they don't have to sit one-on-one with someone if, if they don't want to, um, if they don't feel comfortable with that. So we also allow them to do this over the telephone and then they can come in and do their paperwork that way. Okay. I, I would think that people don't, but people not, I, I, cause I, this is, this is, I don't, no one's ever said this to me. This is my, my impression. I don't think people really mm-hmm. understand how you guys work. So do you guys get a lot of, I don't want to call them frivolous, but cases that really aren't cases, but people want maybe someone to listen to them or hear something that happened to them. Uh, I wouldn't say we get a lot of frivolous charges. Um, we last year we drafted a little over 300. It was 354 cases actually. Um, we drafted 354 complaints. Of those complaints, we had jurisdiction to take all of them. So a frivolous charge would be a case that we don't have jurisdiction to take that we were not able to take it because it's not something protected under the law. Okay. Uh, very rarely does someone come to us with something that's not protected under law. Generally, if we have to send someone away, it's it's just because it's a law that we don't enforce. So maybe they may come to us with a, with a workman's compensation case or an unemployment case. Those are things that we don't deal with specifically. So we can't take that charge, but we get them to the right place. Okay. 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 That I understand that. Now, I hear you guys um, a commercial on, on B96 especially. We said B96.9. Do the, are those effective for you? Are people um, responding to those commercials? Or how do people hear about you guys? Yeah. So we, we have a Facebook page so they can get information from our Facebook page. Um, and it, and the handles FW Metro. We also have a website, like I said, www.fortwindmetro.org that you can get our contact information. Um, and then we have radio as well as some of our outreach campaigns that we do via Facebook. And I would say radio specifically is a good way to reach viewers and has been really effective for us. Um, because even though we've been around for over 50 years, unfortunately, there's still people that don't know that we are a resource for them. Mm-hmm. And so when they hear it on the radio that they're like, oh, wow, that happened to me. And so we have found that people have called us and said, you know, I heard that, you know, fair housing ad, or I've heard that, you know, employment situation. And that's what's happening with me. And 
you know, we're able to connect them with an investigator and then they can determine if they want to file that charge or not. Okay. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing. Um, is, how, do, how would you place Fort Wayne if you were to compare it, I guess cities comparable in size to it across the country um, on, on cases filed with you, cases solved? How would you, or, is, or do you guys even do that kind of thing? Yeah, I wouldn't have like any comparative data. Um, but what I can tell you, like I said, we have we drafted 354 complaints last year. Um, of those cases, we investigated 326 and close close 326 cases last year. Um, so for us as a neutral fact finder, someone that doesn't represent parties, you know, it's successful for us is making sure that we're investigating the case thoroughly, effectively, and efficiently, and that we are making sure our cases aren't, you know, being aged, meaning they're not something that's taking years and years to, mm. to resolve, but something that we are able to effectively investigate and, and, and then use that evidence so our commissioners can make a decision on that case. Okay. Now, are you guys ever overwhelmed? Do you get like a, 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 a plethora of cases coming in at one time? Or do you, I guess I am asking, do you guys have a busy season? Um, I don't know that we have necessarily have a busy season. I will say there was a little bit of a lull because of COVID-19 and people not, um, well, our offices were closed for a moment there to the public. So that affected it. And then people being, you know, nervous to get out. But I can tell you over the last month or so, we had an influx because all these individuals, um, who were, you know, who were not, who were not able to file uh, or did not feel safe coming out yet. Uh, now they're, you know, coming to us this past June and July have been really uh, large months in regards, we call them intakes okay. for people coming and, and doing those intakes. Okay. So it's been a little bit busy the past couple of, uh, past couple of weeks. Yep. 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 Now when, when someone comes into your office with COVID-19, you do, do they have to have face masks on? Do you guys take temperatures? What's that process? Yeah. So they do, uh, you, they do have to wear face masks. And then we ask them a few questions um, determining, you know, have they been in contact with someone who, you know, ha- was tested positive for COVID-19? Have they tested positive for COVID-19? I think it's in the last 10 or 14 days. Um, and, you know, where have they, have they traveled to any areas that are, uh, I think where COVID-19, ha- you know, I forget what the exact question is, but basically determining if they travel to an area that would be something that they may have to wait or quarantine. Okay. Okay, and then um, they can. Then if they have, to, if you have to send them away, you guys do that. They can come back when they're cleared. Yeah, and generally, like if, so, like let's say, if someone we haven't run into this, but uh, if someone were to answer that, like, oh, well, I did test positive, you know, six days ago, but I haven't had a temperature, or, or you know, they just, you know, I don't. If they just didn't think about it and they came, we would then just take their contact information and our investigator would still contact them. Mm-hmm. And they may be able to do that that intake over the phone. And then once their quarantine passes, they can come in and sign that documentation then. Okay. Well, actually, that was very helpful. Yeah, I think people will help. this will help people to understand exactly what it is you guys do and how if you guys can help them how to go about doing that. And again, I want to thank you for taking this moment, Nikki Quintana, to, um, from the Executive Director of the Metro Human Relations Commission here in Fort Wayne. And um, congratulations on the uh, promotion and continued success there. Well, thank you. Thank you. And the, I just want to add one more thing. Yes, ma'am. Um, our, our process is free, so it doesn't cost anything. E- even if someone doesn't isn't sure if we're the right place, 
it's not costing them anything to come to us. And then we, you know, we try to get them to the right place. The other thing is if there's a language barrier, um, we also provide translators and we also use a phone translation system to make sure that we can, can reach everyone, whether they speak English or not. Okay. I think that's really important, especially here in Fort Wayne. I think there's like seven there. I, I, last time I checked, I think it was about 79 different languages spoken in the city. So, yeah. So thank you for that again. Um, and have a great day and uh, again, continued success. All righty. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. So that is Metro Human Relations here in Fort Wayne and what they do. Thank you, Nikki Quintana, for taking a moment and telling us all about the mission of the organization. Again, thank you. You have been listening to Hear This. I'm your host, Gino Burgess, and we're here to entertain, enlighten, and educate. Make sure you subscribe and join us here next time for another episode of Hear This.